Good evening. Today is September 14th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is We Agnostics, and our speaker tonight is Amy. Thank you so much, Nina, and thank you, Kira. Thank you, everybody, for your service tonight. My name is Amy B. I'm a compulsive overeater living very gratefully in a recovered state today, and I am very, very honored to to be here with all of you in this meeting, talking about this chapter. Um, I've been thoughtfully seeking divine guidance and um, to set aside really any expectations that I might have on what this is gonna be. Um, I love this program. I love this meeting. I love this chapter, and I really hope um, that you hear something tonight that just gives you thought and and helps to consider things and ask questions um, of each other. And and I and I th- I just love this piece of our program. All right, I want to jump into the to the book, but I'm actually going to start with something from the AA twelve and twelve from step two, just to say. Um, and I'll paraphrase a little bit. This, this is only one person's opinion based on my own experience. Of course, I must quickly assure you that AAs tread innumerable paths in our quest for faith. If you don't care for the one I've suggested, you'll be sure to discover one that suits you. If only you look and listen. So just to set the tone with the idea that this is, I'm going to share my experience and it might be different from yours. And um, that's part of the beauty of, of this chapter is that we are, we are freed from a previous conception of God or a higher power or our connection to it. Um, on page 45 in the book is the mission, the thesis statement of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It says right here, the the second full paragraph on page 45, um, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That's the purpose of this book. Okay, I'm gonna qualify really quickly, very, very quickly. So you know that I come from a place of disconnection. Um, I this These are some photos, here are some photos. This is not even me at my biggest. I don't have a lot of photos of me of my biggest. Um, I am a textbook, round, morbidly obese person everywhere, my face, my body, the shape of me. Um, And again, this is not even at my biggest. These photos here are the ones that are closest to my largest size. I, again, I don't have many because I avoided cameras in the center, that blurry photo of my whole body where I'm holding a birthday cake. It wasn't my birthday, but of course I, I am the one to ask to get the cake um, at and and you can see that here. My disease expressed itself like this as well. And these are four photos, if you're listening on the phone or, or, or later, four photos of me in what looks like a healthy body, um, running a half marathon in one of the photos. Um, 
this was another way that my disease expressed itself, that my disconnection expressed itself. And I have plenty of photos from that time, I will tell you. Here side by side is two passbook, passport photos. I'm seven years older in the one on the right. I, I loved this. I thought I had it. I'm in this polka dot dress. I, a national magazine did a transformation story on me. I had skin removal surgery. I had lost over a hundred pounds. I kept it off for years. I thought I had it. I, I really, really did. Um, and this is me when I walked into the rooms after this came this. This is May 2nd, 2018. This is, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I walked into the rooms on May 1st. This is the day after I came into the rooms. And this is the first day of my current abstinence, which is three years and I don't know, three-ish months at this point. Um, and this graph I show to just give an overall picture. This is the 25 years of my life before I came into the rooms of OA, which is basically my entire adult life. And these are, this is a graph with a line that goes straight up and straight down and straight up and straight down and straight up and straight down. I, I had these wild, crazy swings. Um, I lost over a hundred pounds uh, now in the rooms. Uh, I'll stop sharing now in the rooms. I will say that I have, I have lost over a hundred pounds in the rooms, which is the fourth time in my life that I have done. So I do not say that as any kind of flex in any way. I say it um, to show you just how powerless and unmanageable it was. I also show it to, to, um, really give a clear picture of the fact that I marshaled my human will with incredible focus and diligence. If human power could have solved this problem, I applied my human power. My human power was pretty flipping powerful to lose a hundred pounds over a whole time, but it, the power wasn't real. It wasn't lasting. It didn't come from any place connected. It was human power, addicts, human power, and it was frail, clearly. So I came, so, so before I came into the rooms of OA, my, my, and, and I will tell you one of those times after losing over a hundred pounds. I had a tragic, just a really difficult uh, uh, divorce. And, and I won't go into details. Suffice to say that it was dangerous for myself and my children. And I had every excuse I felt to eat and put on all the weight. The time after that polka dot dress, that picture of me in the polka dot dress, when I thought I had it, when I was in a national magazine, I had everything going for me. Everything was fine. There was no great crisis or tragedy. I mean, there were little things, but, but certainly nothing, you know, and yet still there is no logic to it. I, I was powerless and my life had come out, become unmanageable. So there I was in a situation where I really, in a loving, healthy relationship, safe, in a great job with good friends. And I could not keep, I could not keep my heart together. 
I could not hold on to anything. I was isolated. I was depressed. I felt like I was living my life curled up into a little ball, unable to withstand the storm of my of my own feelings, really, of my own feelings. And um, I finally went to see a therapist. Um, and I'm telling her about how my life is falling apart. And at the end of the session, as like an aside, I'm like, oh, by the way, I've lost over 100 pounds like three times. I can't, I can't believe I have to do it again. But like that's that's like just a little P.S. on this whole story. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, you need a way. And I, I, I almost started to be taken aback, but like, I had no, I was like, I was like, and I was like, and what came out of my mouth was, you know what? I will try anything, but I will tell you right now, I'm going to have a problem with the God thing. And I have said this before, and I will say it again, spoiler alert. She did not in fact end up having a problem with the God thing. This book, what this tells me here. Um, I mean, you know, on page 46, much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God. And that was my thing. Like, I, I did not like the idea of God that I had. I didn't like the idea of God that other people had. And I also didn't think that my, I didn't think that I was the ultimate power in the universe. I was fine, you know, with that spirit and nature and all of those things, but I didn't feel any kind of like that it would be connected to me in any way that like, <laughs> I mean, like it's, I am laughing at the memory of my feeling that a God concept in any way, shape or form could have an effect on my day-to-day -day or my happiness. And the truth is, is that is exactly what has happened. Um, oh, of course I forgot to set my timer. Stephanie, can you tell me how much I have left just now? We're at 10 minutes. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So uh, I started, okay. When I first came in, right at the very beginning, my sponsor gave me a, a, I didn't have a big book yet, my literal like second day or whatever it was. So she took a snapshot of the reading in that morning's for today daily reader and she sent it to me and she was like, just read this and write your thoughts on it. You know, when you get a big book, we'll start reading. And I, you know, because I want a gold star in recovery because I am a good, good addict, I rewrote it. I diagrammed it like an English assignment. I was going to, to do the best. I was going to get an A plus on my assignment. And what I ended up seeing was I, I recognized little pieces of my own story in here. And it got me thinking about, there are lines in here like, um, watch for opportunity healing. It said healing is in God's time. And I rewrote healing is in the universe's time because that was how I wanted to conceive that. And that is perfectly okay in this program. Um, and then other things about, um, you know, opportunities held out to her, the universe's timetable, passing up chances. And I started to write in the margin, you know, healing with a capital H and opportunity with a capital O and time with a capital T. Um, 
just, and then I wrote the force of the universe and force with a capital F and universe with a capital U. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even think of that. Um, but, uh, and I, and I just had that in my head as just a, a, okay, what if I, what if I just sat with this and I went for a walk and I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this story. I went for a walk and I was listening to a song and out of nowhere, I heard in the lyrics, a conversation between me and a loving, guiding voice of love, voice of support. I, I you know, higher power, whatever word would be chosen by me in that moment. I don't know. But basically the conversation was me saying, I am so, I am so broken and hurt and bruised. And I just don't know if I can do this anymore. And the voice said, I know I'm here. I love you. It didn't, this would not, that was not the lyrics of the song. And yet that was what was spoken to me. The song is not a duet, none of that. It came straight to me. It was a divine message. It was meant for me the moment I was willing to even consider it. And that's what it says in this book. We don't, doesn't, it doesn't make too hard a task. It's not a big hoop to jump through. The moment I even said, what if? Not for sure, not some great idea. The moment I said, what if? I was flooded with a message of, not a message, a feeling of acceptance and support and love. And when people talk about recovering by the grace of God, grace is defined as unmerited favor, i.e. we don't do anything to deserve it or earn it. My evolution of a higher power of God um, has actually, so, so the idea that I was going to have a problem with the God thing was one barrier for me to, to entry in this program that dissolved very quickly. Another barrier that sort of dissolved with my, with my growing willing to say what if with regards to higher power and divine guidance um, led me to um, uh, and so the other, so the other sort of barrier was around the concept of defects, the word defect. And again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time of this, but the word defect is defined as an imperfection or a lack or a shortcoming. And that was something that I was a little sensitive to. I already felt broken, you know, I didn't want to be told I was defective and in, in working with others, which is a miracle of this program as well. I, I was it was brought to my attention that defect is also a verb, defect, to abandon one's home, country, or cause for an opposing one. So my concept of a higher power grew to be these divine ideals, divine love, divine honesty, divine unselfishness, divine justice, divine balance. Thank you, Stephanie divine balance, um, divine growth. Um, and th if those things are my home country, my home cause, then when I am caught up in selfishness, fear, dishonesty, I am defecting 
from that. I'm moving away from it. I'm moving in the opposite direction. So God, G-O-D, for me, is guidance on direction. And when I say I need God, I mean, I need guidance on direction. And when I say I ask God to remove my shortcomings, I mean, I ask my guidance on direction. I, do, I seek from to direct myself towards divine ideals as guidance, as opposed to my very human and addict's humanity defects. Again, just who I am. And, and there's another thing, there's, there's something in this book, oh my goodness, again, at the top of five, our human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient, they failed utterly. Our human resources, human power, talked earlier about my human power was not sufficient, marshaled by my will was not sufficient. And, and again, whatever your concept of God is, is wonderful. What opened it up for me, one of the things that had, continues to open it up for me is the idea that I, I bump up against the idea of a, of a human-ish deity figure as a higher power. Humanity. Uh, why, why, why would something divine, you know, choose to, to limit itself in, in our human frail, imperfect, perfectly imperfect. I mean, like supposed to be imperfect. We cannot be divine. We are always growing. Um, and, uh, I, I know I got off topic, but the, 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 I didn't get off topic. I went through topic, but, um, what I started, the thesis statement, this book's main object is enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And looking at that sentence, I don't always read it like, or, or let me say, what if it's not the power greater than, maybe it's not the purpose of this book is to find the power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. The power greater than yourself will solve your problem. What if it's the finding? What if it's enabling me to find, teaching me how to seek, how to question, how to say, what if that solves my problem? Because it, it allows me to be open to an idea other than my human imperfect addict's first thought. Um, this this idea of a higher power, this guidance on direction, this trust and faith that it is always there, and please may it continue to grow and evolve for me. It's saved my life, and I do not say that lightly. I don't know if I have, thank you, Stephanie, I don't know if I have another, I don't know if I have another recovery I don't know if I have another hundred pound. I don't know if I could survive that feeling of being crouched in the storm again. And I'm thinking back to that moment and I'm realizing that I was, I was the storm. I was the storm. I didn't have to be the storm. 
And I guess the point that I want to make or, or, or that I want to suggest is there's so much what if in, in this program and there's so much gentle love and support and coming to believe that a power greater than myself can solve my problem It's it's been the most precious gift of my life, and um, the consciousness. There's another line in here. Um, The consciousness. Here we go. The consciousness. Fifty one. We are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of my life, presenting a powerful reason why one should have faith. It's the consciousness that there is divine guidance, that there is something, I see it. And and that's my time. I hope I said something helpful. I really look forward to to sharing, uh, to hearing more of your shares on this. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you so much, Amy. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should be related specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set the timer for three minutes for each chair and announce when time is up? Thank you, Nina. Thank you so much, Amy. Our first hand is Jennifer C. Hi, um, this is Jai. (laughs) Sorry, that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting to be first. Um, Jennifer C. And so thankful. Amy, I just wanted to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was, that was, that was just beautiful. And So, so many things that I want to listen to again so that I can really uh, take them in, but um, just thank you. That's what I wanted to say. And I am so uh, grateful to know you, Amy. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer. Who else would like to share or ask a question of Amy? And I see that we have Christine M. Thank you, Christine. Well, you know how I feel about you. Um, when I first came into the rooms, I you were one of my first people um, to share your story with me. And I think we had the same exact struggle. And I had such a love for the God that I grew up with. But I just had these things that really bothered me. And... You know, I had lost my mom and I was eating and eating and eating and eating and eating and eating. And I was praying to, um, and I felt so selfish, like praying. And I had this feeling and this hate for the word. And then this exact share is what has been keeping me grounded and keeps me coming back to connect in such a beautiful way. And I did not know how to pray. I did not know how to get 
um, this guidance and I'm learning a little more and a little more and I'm not binging the way I was binging 24 hours a day, five days a week, six, seven days a week. And my abstinence and my prayers, um, you know, it's the most difficult times that I'm having right now. Um, just a beautiful sharing, you know, uh, I really get a lot of everything that you say. So thank you so much. Phenomenal. Thank you, Christine. Next, we have Angela G. Hey everyone, I'm Angela G. I am a compulsive overeater in a recovered state today. I'm uh, really grateful to be here and really grateful to have heard you, Amy. Um, what a powerful, powerful share. I am so blown away by the loving kindness that uh, you've shared with us, um, your wisdom, uh, your vulnerability. Um, I love that you're, you know, kind of providing, uh, in a very different way. I haven't heard it presented this way, uh, that it's in the seeking and that it's a loving process that, you know, that what we're doing in this program, what I feel like I'm doing is that I'm asking a lot of questions and I just got validation that that's a really good thing to be doing right now that it's in the seeking that I'm going, it's in asking the questions, right? That I'm gonna find my answers. And um, so, uh, you know, the what ifs, you know, the um, adventure of it all, you know, like once the food is down and you can kind of think of it as, you know, like a new chapter, almost like a new book really for me, you know, it really feels um, I don't even feel like I'm articulating this very well, other than to say that I feel like there's like a rewiring happening inside of me right now. And, um, you know, my blood, it feels like it's been flowing in one direction for my life. And it, it feels like it's starting to flow in the other direction. And that's such a weird thing to even say, but um, I'm really just uh, really grateful for the level of commitment that I see in this room and so many other rooms that I'm seeing now and knowing that it's possible and knowing that it's sustainable, you know, uh, with, with the help of this higher power that I'm now really starting to identify for myself. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela. Next we have Stephanie S followed by Michelle. Hi, this is Stephanie S. in Florida, um, and I am currently on step four and five. Um, I've been coming to meetings for about three months now, and when I first joined or started attending meetings, um, I was really nervous about the concept of God as well. When I started hearing God in the big book and God in the steps, it made me feel really anxious. Um, because my heart was really closed to God. Um, I had a lot of resentment towards the God of my childhood and a lot of negative feelings towards, towards God. And I got scared and thought, I don't know if I can do this program. Um, I don't know that, that, that this is for me. Um, I saw that there was a workshop from the LA Intergroup called How I Found God, and I decided to listen to it. I was listening to several different speakers um, throughout the course of a couple of days. And one morning I was on my way to work and I heard 
Amy speaking, and she was delivering a lot of this message that she said today about finding God um, and divine guidance and divine ideals. And it touched me so much to my soul. And I thought, I can do this. I can do this. This doesn't have to be the traditional view of God. So I'd only been doing program for about a week and a half at that point. I'd been randomly deciding on different meetings. Um, and that night I happened to click on choose your own conception. Um, I had no idea that Amy was a member of this group, um, but I saw that there was an Amy B and then I heard her talk and I heard her New York accent and I thought, oh my gosh, I was led to this group. My, a higher power brought me to this group. And I, and I shared this the first meeting that I attended with CYOC because I was shaken. I mean, to me, I was, I was brought to this group for a reason. I was brought to OA for a reason. Um, it's making my heart beat really fast just talking about it again because it just felt extremely powerful. Um, and so many of you guys on this meeting have already been such a force in my life. Um, I know that my willpower is not sufficient <laughs> um, and that I need a higher power. And thanks to all of you guys, I am I'm learning to be open again to God and to a higher power. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. Next, we have Michelle followed by Leslie Kay. Hi, my fellows. Um, Michelle O, compulsive overeater and bulimic in a rainy night in Detroit. Um, it's really good to be in this meeting. I was away, um, just got married and I was away. So I'm back. And um, thank you for the share, Amy. I was reflecting, I've probably shared before in this meeting and in others about my journey to um, having a relationship with God, which actually predated my time in OA, but I was really adamantly atheist in my 20s. And um, I remember deciding intellectually that I didn't believe in God and simultaneously really missing prayer. And I couldn't explain why I wanted to pray or who I was praying to, so I didn't do it. And um, it was such a gift to begin to allow myself to consider what might be instead of what I knew wasn't. And that really was how I came at my, my atheism was, well, I don't believe this. I don't believe that. And I don't believe that. So therefore, um, those are things that I equated with God. And therefore, I didn't believe in God. And I still don't believe in those this, that, and that. But I do believe in a God of my understanding, I have just decoupled those things from each other. Um, and it's so freeing and it's so fun. And um, I really liked hearing Amy, you talk about like almost the playfulness or like the, the silent courage of like, what if I put a capital letter <laughs> here? You know, it's like something really simple that like can open up um, a way of thinking and uh, open that door. Um, my, my, one of my sisters has just shared with me that she prayed for the first time as an adult the other night and she attended a 12 step meeting and she couldn't sleep one night and she prayed. And I just felt so, um, grateful and happy to hear that. Um, and I do have a question for you, Amy, um, because I can look back retrospectively and see the moments when I began to, um, open my mind up to God. But I also know that, um, it's just a beginning and that there's a lot more. And so I would love to hear if you can share about 
times past that initial capitalization that you've um, opened additional levels of, of thinking or understanding about your conception of a higher power. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for that share. Thank you for being here. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what I really did except for less, um, got out of my way, I think is the, is the, is the best stuff that I've done and playfulness. The fact that you, you use playfulness was like right on the nose, like this is play. This is play in its purest form because it's 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 natural flow of inspired discovery. Um, and 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 I think that it's not so much doing as much as stopping myself from doing all of those learned things, all of those fixed ideas um, that I clung to very, very fiercely for a long time. And the, it's the, it's more the release. It's more the, the not doing the doing less. <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of a movie that I love where there's somebody's giving a, a surfing lesson. He keeps saying, do less, do less, do less. Like the, I, you know, I feel like I was so in my own way. And when I really started to, to dial in the, the, the thing that I realized was or the thing that I that I continue to realize is that I, I I I get stuck in my own ideas. I I write my own stories. I bring the past into today. Like just gotta stop doing all of that. And and I guess that's why having a higher power that is a pure concept or several pure concepts is is allows for that because because I. I get to readjust and, and turn the dials. And it is a little bit of a, you know, playful experimentation of, of trial and error where the thing I'm aiming for is just goodness. So, so wherever I land is going to be, has been so far, at least, a, sometimes a surprisingly wonderful gift. I hope that was helpful. Thank you, Michelle, for your question. You need to answer. Next, we have Leslie. Hi, my name is Leslie, and I am a compulsive overeater. Um, I am currently in Delaware, but I'm, I live in Oregon. I'm on baby duty, a two-week-old baby. And um, so I'm, I'm uh, completely out of my own rhythm, but it is a beautiful experience. And I thank you, Amy, so much for uh, sharing tonight. Um, when I say I'm goosed with the spirit of recovery, um, I totally apply that to Amy. <laughs> Just, I, I can't think of anybody who is goosed with the spirit of recovery more. And it's such a blessing to um, hear you share and be so en enthusiastic about your recovery. Um, I have, I am not a religious person, but I get down on my belly and I pray for the obsession to be lifted. And for today it is lifted and I'm very grateful. I, I don't understand it. I don't need to. 
I haven't understood it when I've relapsed and I don't need to understand it when I have grace. I just know that it is. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight to share that with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Leslie. Uh, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with the Zoom host, please stop the recording.